the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Issuing company and other factors. The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. Since I found in him a friend so strong and true, I would tell you how he changed my life completely. He did something that no other friend could do. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. There's no other friend so kind as he. No one else could take the sin and darkness from me. Oh, how much he cared for me. All my life was full when Jesus found me All my heart was full of misery and woe Jesus placed his strong and loving arms around me And he led me in the way I ought to go No one ever cared for me Jesus, there's no other friend so strong as he. No one else could take the sin and darkness from me. Oh, how much he cared for. Save me till some 
cared for me like Jesus. There's no other friend so kind as he. No one else could take the sin and darkness from me. Oh, how much he cared for me. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. But what if you sing that wonderful song, No one ever cared for me like Jesus, but you remain in sin and darkness? Then you will never leave your sin and darkness, but you will believe a lie that you're saved in the midst of your sin and darkness. I received a text message after yesterday's broadcast from a dear brother. He said, Pastor Ray, God is getting at the root of sin in me. Pray I yield totally, please. That was the most encouraging thing I'd heard all day. A man who knows what it is and desires with all of his heart to leave all sin and all darkness. A man who has suffered much, who's been humbled by God. You see, the wrong emphasis will result in a lie. The wrong emphasis will result in a lie. When Jesus met the Samaritan woman at Jacob's well, he taught her about the holiness of God. It was not sentimental. It was not Jesus is your best friend. When Paul addressed the heathen on Mars Hill in Acts 17, he devoted most of his message to the character of God. He began by speaking of God as the creator, as the sustainer of all life, as the mighty one who raised Jesus from the dead. This element of exalting God's character is absolutely essential to establish the truth of the gospel. The lifeblood of God's nature the holiness of God is absent from almost all the Christian teaching in America today. Instead, the messages are centered on man. Man has sinned and missed a great blessing. If man wants to retrieve his immense loss, he must act thus and so. But the gospel of Jesus Christ is very different. It begins with God and with his glory. 
It tells men that they have offended a holy God who will by no means pass by their sin. It reminds sinners that the only hope of salvation is to be found in the grace and power of this same God as they repent of their sin. It sends men to beg pardon from the Holy One who has been offended. There is a total difference between these two messages. Let me share what I mean by this. Let me open my cell phone. I want to I want to share this with you. I just went, and I don't say this in any critical way. I just want you to see the reality of what's happening. There's a, a web page, Dr. Jeremiah, a very well-known national speaker on national radio, and it's entitled, on his webpage, opens up Becoming a Christian. What's the first thing he says to a person who could consider becoming a Christian? Number one, God loves you. Number two, God has a wonderful plan for your life. Number three, walk down the Romans' road to salvation. Almost no emphasis on anything called the holiness of God or repentance. Everything is about me and mine. Sentimental. Empty. And then, to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, pray this prayer. I want to read this prayer to you. Lord Jesus, I'm like everyone else. I can't make it through life on my own. I'm imperfect. I'm prone to sin. I've come to realize that there's nothing in the world I can do to make myself acceptable to you. But I know that you have loved me so much that you were willing to submit to the cross and die on my behalf. That's a grace so amazing I cannot understand it. I can only accept it, and I do. I accept your free gift. I know that this moment from this moment on, I am saved. I am a child of God. And I give the rest of my life to serving you and experiencing the joy that only you can offer. Fill me now, dear Lord. Raise me to walk in the newness of life. I thank you and praise you. Amen. And then he says, And now you are a new creation in Jesus Christ. And the road ahead will be full of life-changing experiences. He lied. Let me be specific. Let me be specific. It says in this prayer, Lord Jesus, I'm like everyone else. I can't make it through life on my own. I'm imperfect. I'm prone to sin. I've come to realize that there's nothing in the world I can do to make myself acceptable to you. That's a lie. There is something you can do to make yourself acceptable to God, and that is you can repent of your sin. You can turn from your sin. You can recognize the holiness of God. You can begin to understand that you must leave the life of darkness by the power of the blood of Jesus, but you must leave it, and then you are acceptable to Jesus See, there's a wide difference between the two messages of 
the holiness of God and the sentimental, sentimental, sloppy love that leaves a man in his sin, saved by grace, but he's just like the world. One seeks to blaze a trail to heaven for man while ignoring the Lord of glory. The other labors to magnify the God of all grace in the salvation of men. The first would give a technical answer to what shall I do to inherit eternal life? But there would be no adequate foundation. The God with whom we have to deal is holy. He alone is good. He dwells in unapproachable, brilliant holiness. Now we must take our eyes from ourselves and behold the holy God of Scripture. You must see yourself as you truly are, a creature in rebellion against an infinitely pure God. You see, when we begin to understand that we have offended the God of heaven, we will then weep over our sin and we will leave it. Well, I want to teach on this today, but I can't. For the first time since we've been on the radio for all of these years, I'm having to come to you for a fourth day of offertory. I need a miracle day. We are still short $1,120 of being able to pay the bill for the month of November for WEVA. $1,120. Thank you, Thomas, for your gift on the internet at nationalprayerchapel.com. It's brought us to $1,120 that we yet need to be able to pay the radio bill and I can't teach until this total amount is raised so we've spent this is the fourth day in offertory if you know in your heart that you need to walk with Jesus in a new way and you know he's calling you deeper and this message needs to go out over Washington, D.C. The holiness of God, the righteousness of God, the power of the blood to transform a sinner into a saint. If you know this message needs to go out over Washington, D.C., would you call right now? We need a miracle day, and I'm believing for one. If you were listening yesterday, you heard my voice grow stronger and stronger as we went through that time of utter barrenness. I am trusting Jesus to bring in today 1,120, and I pray it goes far beyond that. So our phone number here in studio is 877-534-0780. That's 877-534-0780. 0780 or go to dot com, and you can donate online. God bless you as you give.
You're listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenley, pastor of the National Prayer Chapel in Woodbridge, Virginia. This is an offertory day. We've never done four offertory days in a row before, but I can't move on with preaching until the cost is covered. We're pushing $4,000 this month. We're still short 1120 if you'd like to be a part of a miracle day, that's what we need today. We need a miracle day so that I can teach live tomorrow. 1,120. Would you be a part of making a miracle happen? 
Give as the Holy Spirit calls you. God bless you now as you give. All to Jesus I surrender All to Him I freely give I will ever love and trust Him In His presence daily live I So
This is an offertory day. Please call 877-534-0780. This is Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Pastor Ray Greenley. Some of you may have wondered, what's happening to Pastor Ray? Sounds like a different message has been coming. And some have gotten very angry and have just turned the radio off, frankly. Well, you're right. There is a tremendous change going on in me, and that is a change from the historic teaching that I've received that everything is relational and man-centered to a God-centered message, to a holiness-centered message. Today we need a miracle. This is the fourth day of offertory. I don't want to have to do a fifth day tomorrow. I'm asking Jesus for a miracle day today to cover this final $1,120. No calls yet. Would you be the first? Would you call 877-534-0780 and talk with our producer, Brother Kevin? You don't need to give your name or phone number. Just give the amount that you would make a commitment to send. And God bless you now as you give.
We need a miracle day today, and it started to happen. A caller just gave $100. Thank you. That brings us to $1,020. $1,020 is what the goal is. Would you please join in this miracle day? Call 877-534-0780 or give online at nationalprayerchapel.com God bless you as you give. Have you been to Jesus' 
for the cleansing power. Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in His graces? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed? Are you washed in the blood? In the blood, in the soul cleansing blood of the Lamb. Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Lay aside the garments that are stained with sin and be washed in the blood of the Lamb. There's a fountain flowing for the soul unclean. Oh, be washed in the blood of the Lamb. Are you washed? Are you washed in the blood? In the blood. In the soul cleansing blood of the Lamb. Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Some glad morning when this life is over, I'll fly away to a home on God's celestial shore. I'll fly away. I'll fly away. Oh, glory. I'll fly away. It went. Just a few more weary days and then I'll fly away To a land where joy shall never end I'll fly away Yeah, I'll fly away Oh, glory, I'll fly away And when I die, hallelujah, bye and bye I am fighting today in the spirit for Pilgrim's Progress that we would not have to go off the air. But we are still $1,020 short of being able to cover the bill for this month. We need a miracle day. Will you help make that miracle happen? Call 877-534-0780. Kevin will answer your phone and simply give him the pledge amount 
doesn't need your name, phone number, address, just the pledge amount. Call 877-534-0780 or go on the nationalprayerchapel.com webpage and you can donate online. God bless you. I'm waiting for God. I'm praying. Would you pray with me that we could win this war with Satan trying to squeeze us off? I'm not leaving. I am standing by faith. $1,020 yet to go. God bless you as you give. Dark waters lay before them, dark forces came behind. To the left and right, the desert brought panic to their minds. The evil of that hour was stronger than the sun that beat on them with nowhere left to run. The chariots of Egypt drew nearer as they cried. Yet Moses stood there calmly with a fearless faith inside. He said there is a power far greater than the sword. Stand still and you will witness a mighty salvation from our
God has worked a miracle. And the radio broadcast for Pilgrim's Progress for the month of November is completely covered by God's grace, by his mercy. Thank you. Thank you, each one who has given, who has sacrificed. But when you give to Jesus, it's not really a sacrifice, is it? It's an honor to give to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I just praise, I praise Jesus for you and for your willingness to give an offering to the work of the Lord. Thank you. This means more to me than you can even begin to imagine because as I've been going through this very painful transition personally, spending hours in prayer and scripture, searching the word, reading whole books of the Bible, transitioning from a man-centered gospel to a God-centered gospel. See, when the rich young ruler came to Jesus, he did not say God loves you. He did not say God has a wonderful plan for your life. Instead, he used the law to very clearly pierce his self-righteousness so that he saw what the true issues were. Did he love God or did he love his wealth? He loved his wealth. He walked away sorrowful. But Jesus gave a very gracious invitation. He said, come, follow me. God incarnate condescends tenderly to beckon to a rebel who loves his money and he says come the invitation is given to a poor sinner who has fallen into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction takes them to hell for the love of money is the root of all evil first timothy 6 9 through 10. To the lawbreaker, the Savior says, Come. 
believe on me. Give me your mind, your love, your obedience. So we need to clear up these confused, man-centered doctrines of the faith. How was Jesus offering himself to this rich young ruler? As one to be followed. That is, to learn from Jesus, to imitate Jesus, to obey Jesus, to call him master, and then to act the part of a servant and a follower. See, Jesus said, I don't want you to just say that I am master. I want you to believe it. I want you to come and follow me. This man was offered a position with the disciples. The scriptures say God loved him. Jesus loved him. Come, follow me. In Luke six forty six, Jesus said, Why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? See, Jesus' invitation flies in the face of the modern humanistic gospel. More often than not, sermons imply that Jesus is a personal Savior to help everybody get out of trouble and danger. He's pictured as standing anxiously and ready to assist all who will simply sign a permission slip for him to be a Savior. But there's almost a total silence about his being a master to be followed, a lord to be obeyed. In Scripture, the demand for following as a disciple is made absolutely plain right up front. The narrow gate is at the beginning of the narrow way to everlasting life. John Bunyan, in his wonderful book, Pilgrim's Progress, makes that absolutely clear. It's not an afterthought added for enthusiastic believers. Yes, Jesus is a very present help in trouble to everyone who trusts in him. However, he never gives saying help to any who will not follow him. He never gives saving help to any who will not follow him, who will not obey him. For Christ simply to have told the ruler that he gave men heavenly riches and eternal life would have been to deceive him. The sinner must know that Jesus will not be a savior to any man who refuses to bow to him as Lord. You see, Jesus didn't know anything about this man-made 20th century suggestion that taking Jesus as Lord is optional. For him, it was no second step, which is essential for great blessings, but unnecessary for entering the kingdom of God. The altered message of today has deceived many of you by convincing you that Jesus is glad to be your Savior if you will just accept him, even if you refuse to follow him as Lord. It's simply not true. Jesus' invitation to, to salvation is always the same. It is, come, take up your cross, deny yourself, and follow me. Practical acknowledgement of Jesus' lordship 
yielding to his rule by following is the very fiber of saving faith. It is only those who confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus that shall be saved. Believing and obeying are parallel ideas. The New Testament interchanges these words. He that believeth on the Son of God hath everlasting life, and he that obeyeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. See, believing is obeying. Without obedience you will not see life. Unless you bow to Jesus' scepter, you will not receive the benefits of Christ's sacrifice. When we come to Jesus, we must come on his terms, not our terms. He says, I will give you eternal life if you come and follow me. You become my servant. You submit your mind to my teachings. Bow your will to my commandments, for I am your king. Only on these terms do I offer salvation or life to you. If Jesus were satisfied to save the rich young ruler because he made an intellectual admission that Jesus was the Savior, the New Testament would be a very different book. First, the young man would have gone away happy. Had Jesus been willing to be the personal Savior of one over whom he was not Lord, John could not have written, He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. 1 John 2, 4. Were he to offer the rich ruler heavenly treasures without the stipulation that he must follow him, James could never have instructed us that faith without works is dead. James 2.20 Eternal life and treasures in heaven which the youth sought were only part of the salvation Jesus came to bring. It was predicted he shall save his people from their sins, not from their destruction or their eternal poverty, apart from this matter of sin. Jesus demanded that the ruler submit to him as Lord. Then he would be delivered from sin's power. Faith is not the nod of a head to a series of facts. It is following Jesus Christ. Now I'm going to be teaching on this tomorrow live on the broadcast. I pray you'll invite your friends. It's going to be a very straight and non-humanistic teaching of the gospel of Jesus. I think it will be very helpful to you. Now, I just want to very quickly ask you to go to a webpage, revivalnow.church, revivalnow.church. We are changing the focus of the National Prayer Chapel to be that of revival and reaching America. The All Saints Anglican Church is partnering with us and together we are going to present our first night of revival service on Monday night, the 4th of December. That's this coming Monday night at 730. 
If you'd like to volunteer, you can go online to revivalnow.church, and there you'll find a form you can fill out. We need musicians. We need ushers. We need prayer team people. Would you come and would you help? Would you bring your family and friends, your children? Well, we're out of time for today. It has been a miracle day. I thank Jesus, and I thank you. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 